0: Kia ora, I'm Stephen Moe. I'm a director and impact lawyer. You're listening to Board Matters. In this series, I speak to top New Zealand directors who I met on the Advanced Directors course run by the Institute of Directors. My guests share their unique perspectives on governance and what they've learned along the way. We start with the question, what would the title of your book on governance be and why? Well, it's a real pleasure to welcome Peter Stevens to the show today. He is a chartered member of the IOD and he's the chief executive of GS1. And he's also been the chair and on the board of a number of different organizations ranging from education to not-for-profit and statutory. Thank you so much for joining me, Peter. You're most welcome, Steven. I'm really looking forward to our conversation because I'm curious about something. We both just were on a course And one of the first questions that was asked was, what would the title of a book on governance be that you would write? So I'm just curious, what was that initially for you? Well, we were put into groups on the Advanced Director
1: course, a group of three. And uh, we, in the end, as a a true person who spent a lot of time in standards, we ended up with a, a consensus outcome. And what we came up with which really reflected our various different experiences, and this was Rachel and Jim, I might think, uh, was can you see the island, question mark, agreeing a purpose and hiring the right CEO? And we thought that those three uh, linked uh, messages for directors were really important. If you think about the first concept, can you see the island, it's, uh, you know, it's about where are you navigating to and in particular, you know, we think about Polynesians uh, exploring the Pacific. This concept of actually you need to find land was really important, particularly to, to Jim. So that was great. And then agreeing a purpose is why are you here? What brings you together? What's the organization about? It's not a mission and a vision. It's actually what the purpose of it, and particularly purpose-driven organisations like what I've worked work for now and also have, have led. And then the last bit is hiring the right CEO. And I think that construct really came because we all know that if we get the wrong chief executive, we can just, as directors, have a world of pain, I think was the expression we used. It's, uh, it's fine to sit back when things are going well and you've got the right person in the job, but if you, if you make the wrong decision, it's just so hard and can be so painful for for board members and and the chair. So that was what we came up with.
0: Yeah, I'm thinking about that as well. You know, if you're talking about an island, you know, presumably this is the concepts of wayfinding, and you know, it's in the distance and maybe can't even be seen. Was maybe it over ab-
1: the horizon? Yeah, maybe, maybe over
0: a- the horizon. Exactly. Yeah. So, what's the role of the board within that? Because I'm getting the feeling that you're you're thinking about the future and where you're headed. That's the intent, really. It's like if you think about you've
1: got some uh, either celestial navigation or you've got I've got the sun and you're really wanting to try to make sure that you keep on a course. And so that's what the role of the board is, really to lay that Foundation down. Of course, you get feedback from the exe- the executive, but actually, it's around making sure that it is clear about why we exist and where we're trying to get to and where the organisation goes. That those concepts were very, very important, I think, and I think it really uh, took to all of us about uh, about what our role on the board is.
0: I think, for me, you know, just riffing off that idea, sometimes I think boards they look too much at the past rather than being forward-looking. And one of the principles that came out that really struck with me was that we need to be spending a lot more time in our boardrooms looking to the future.
1: Well, I think reporting, you know, it's, of course, important to hold a uh, uh management accountable for for what they promise to do or what we're asked to do and you know how they're done so that's reporting that's looking in the high the rear vision mirror but uh, you're right um you know certainly in my day job and wherever where i've been on a board we've assuming things are going all well according to plan you, what you would do is even uh, reflecting the agenda in the agenda of a board meeting you have the reporting at the end because actually you want to have the substantial issues up front, so after board only time or 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 uh, board matters, then getting ripping into the th- the key things that need to be d- d- decided going forward, or what is our um, what are the issues that we see are most important to be front loaded when people are fresh the reporting's important to be there, but I think many boards get transfixed by that, and I think those of us that have been on boards that it, where that has happened, the board meetings are just almost like a forensic analysis of what has happened, rather than actually looking forward.
0: And that's why that theme, I guess, of the island that you can't yet see, but we're we're potting our way, you know, heading that direction. Um, just thinking back to the title of the book, and, you know, towards the end of the course, we were challenged with, has your title changed at all? Can you explain to us what the process was for your group?
1: yeah mine did actually and uh although we got alignment you know we in the end in our group decided the last book title should really reflect our personal views rather than necessarily consensus views but we took the essence because we'd all agreed on this up front so my book title in the end um and i'll explain a little bit of why that matters is called the direction of travel colon agreeing a purpose and hiring the right chief executive. So subtle change from originally, can you see the island? And the reason why I changed that probably reflects my personal passion, where I've just come back from Mount Aspiring National Park, where I was, uh, we we had a goal in mind may not have been an island, but it was a hut. We all knew that sometimes things, when you're tramping, can go astray. You know, you can have obstacles, you can have, in this particular case, we had snow that was over a metre deep. Uh, Sometimes we lost the track and we ran out of time and we ended up having to camp uh, make camp uh, on a snow platform I had a very chilly night and then continue on to our destination the next day so the reason for that is the direction of travel is clear we wanted to get in this direction that's where the purpose comes in but the flexibility of understanding that sometimes you end up having to go around an obstacle or indeed you realize that perhaps you you need to you could improve on your which is continuous improvement. So for me, this concept of the direction of travel, we're not aimless. We know exactly where we are hoping to go in the direction of travel, but actually there is some flexibility. It's not a fixed point. And by the way, it's not the ultimate destination because we're going to go beyond that. We don't have perfect vision. We don't have a perfect view of the future. And, uh, you know, Black Swan events come in like a COVID or, you know, and you have, to, you have to pivot, really. But I think if you've got a good purpose for an organization, the purpose should be your, like the North Americans always talk about the North Star, right? Um, mm-hmm. But actually, that's important. But again, the chief, hiring the right chief executive is really important as well. So, yeah, so that's the subtle difference that, uh, that I went, the process that I went through.
0: Yeah, that's really good and it actually resonates with something i posted on linkedin last week as we're recording this and it was because i'd flown from christchurch to queenstown and as you probably know there's many braided rivers between here and there and so i took some photos you know from the plane looking down and it struck me that if you think of a river rivers in other countries sometimes they get quite deeply entrenched in one set way Whereas in New Zealand, the braided rivers in particular, they're constantly changing and moving. But in in keeping with what you're saying, they're headed in the same direction. And it's, I think, a principle in our lives as well, that sometimes we try to plan things so much that we stay within rigid lines, would actually, if we were like the braided rivers, we'd be open to the new opportunities and the new flows that might take us this way for a bit and bring back over here.
1: I think that's a wonderful analogy from nature. Absolutely. Mm. No, I, I, I absolutely agree with you there, um, Stephen.
0: So you've been involved in governance both now, you know, in your chief executive role, but in directorships and governance in the past. What would you say are some of the trends that you're seeing? And yeah, any, any thoughts for other people listening about maybe that should be on their radar? What's coming up? I think I think probably the one that, and perhaps reflecting
1: the directorships I've had, the one that actually I I think everybody is grappling with, uh, really is around what, in some ways, it's called bicultural governance looks like going forward. And I think the advanced director course tackled this a little bit, and and I'll, and I'll go through the reason why that matters. Years ago, I was uh, on the board of uh, an organisation called Ako Most of you would know it as the, as the National Centre for Tertiary Teaching Excellence. We had quite some challenges laid down by the way that governance would work in an education setting, because obviously there's Maori and Pacifica aspirations. We had a, quite a complicated structure with a central board and a runanga, along with a Pacific People's Caucus that reported to the main board. And the whole concept of how governance worked in determining and supported educational outcomes was a topic that came up time and time again. We had Moana Jackson now, sadly just recently passed away, come along and really issued a challenge to us saying that the history of Aotearoa in New Zealand is really moving from a colonialist, uh, colonialist background to a, uh, a, a consultation, and then we work to, uh, uh, to co-management and then co-governance. And I think we're gonna see, we've seen trends where actually co-govern, the concept of co-governance for me is intellectually challenging. And I think the roadmap for that needs to be laid out. It's not appropriate for every organization clearly, but I think in some boards, this is going to um, be a feature of the landscape. This is not quite diversity, you know, diversity used to be driven by demographics. Increasingly, now we're seeing it's driven by the Treaty of Waitangi commitments that New Zealand recognises that it has and how that plays out. And how does that play out in different board settings, if at all? But I think many times it places it does, because I think license to operate uh, will be really to the fore. It's not just statutory boards, it's not just educational boards, it's not just health sector boards, but I think private sector boards around how. Ah, uh, the license to operate, societal license, will operate, will change, and the boards will need to modify that. But ultimately, there's going to also be some uh, some some bicultural governance, which issues, which or opportunities, which I think we focus a little bit on the on the course. I think we need to get our heads as Aotearoa New Zealand around that manifestly in the next decade.
0: Oh, that's that's very helpful. Thank you. And I think the challenge with those sorts of conversations is that it isn't sort of a box ticking exercise of, exactly. oh, we, we translated the heading in our annual report, you know, what more could you ask? <laughs> There's actually some deep soul searching that organizations need to do. So thinking through, you know, you've obviously had a lot of experience and you've been on courses, you've learned a lot. What's something that you would, maybe a parting challenge, but wrapped in the shape of a gift <laughs> to, um, to leave us, our listeners with? Yeah,
1: that was an interesting question that you asked, because in some ways, when I, when I read that question in your, in your brief, I immediately went to um, a very uh, esteemed director's quite provocative presentation some years ago. Tony Carter, many of you know Tony Carter, high-level director, originally an executive at Foodstuffs, uh, North Island, and he related a challenge to the IOD Wellington branch, really saying, "How does diversity play out going forward?" And you know, he he drew a, uh, admittedly a. A thumbnail sketch of, you know, lawyers and accountants all working together in the old boys, classic old boys club uh, in the past, and now a real drive towards what in some ways was called demographic uh, diversity on a board. And he said, hey, look, when are we going to get to a skills-based, which actually brings all of those different backgrounds, diversity, but also he said, and perhaps this plays to me a little bit, is, you know, where, where are the scientists and the engineers in New Zealand boards? And he made the sort of analytical thinking that comes from that sort of discipline. And I know he was being provocative, but I think that's where that's where we talk about skills-based boards. I think the way that skills and, and uh, will play out in the future will be very different to it as now. And I think we need to take, as New Zealand businesses, we need to take some big... Uh, not big risks, I think, but actually leverage opportunities. New Zealand has got uh, a great profile globally. We need to be able to bootstrap up into that environment and leverage that. And this is not just the New Zealand story, but actually who we are as people. You know, we're pretty pragmatic. We do things. We get on with stuff. We we, we generally believe in consensus-based decision-making. And also, we're at the edge of the world. So lifting us into that global sphere, be it through the weightless economy, digital stuff, which I think New Zealand's done, is doing very creditably, but also our primary sector and how do we take that uh, that essence and actually turn it into, in some ways, cash in offshore markets, uh, because that's where value is created. And and, and building on that, I think boards need to be focused on those types of issues, and that will bring a a variety of different skills. It's not just the classic risk base, or it's not just the classic legal views or the accounting view of the world It's actually how do we take opportunities? I, I, I know I'm um, probably partial being a scientist, but also a qualified scientist, but also a qualified marketer that actually that speaks to me. And so Tony Carter's uh, challenge to us all in the director community was, I think, very precedent. But mm. I think that's where, when going forward, how do our boards change as Aotearoa New Zealand changes? How does diversity, co-governance, but also how do we take on the world? and you have the lifestyle that we aspire to.
0: Oh, I like it. That's a really good challenge for us to to consider as we go about our days. And Peter, um, when can I expect to pick up the copy of your book? Are you going to write it?
1: Well, I will once once I become a professional director, perhaps Uh, (laughs) (laughs) my day job, my day job, uh, you know, I always know that um, when you have a day job, you're allowed often boards allow you to have a couple of directorships
0: at max. And,
1: uh, and, and that uh, that means that my day is very, very full.
0: Well, I look forward to buying the book when it comes out. And Peter, it just leaves me to say, thank you so much for joining this episode. Really appreciated your insights and really enjoyed hearing your perspectives on governance and what the future trends are. So thank you for your time today.
1: Thank you very much, Stephen. And Matawa everybody, cheers.
0: I'm really glad you could join me to listen to Peter Stevens sharing about the title of the book on governance that he would write, The Direction of Travel. This is Stephen Moe, and you've been listening to Board Matters, presented by the Institute of Directors, the professional body for directors in Aotearoa, New Zealand. If you enjoyed this episode and you're keen to listen to more, then why not subscribe, leave a rating, and check out some of the other episodes in this series. Thanks for listening. Ka kite ano.